Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. This is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech Health and Future Tech Podcast. Uh, my goal, my guest is Rob Frizzell, uh, the CEO and co-founder of Omnipresence. And the website is www.omnipresence.com. So, Rob, thanks for coming and how are you doing? Good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. What's the uh, idea behind Omnipresence? What's the company about? Uh, so, short-range radar sensors. That's what uh, we're doing uh when we started the company uh, uh, coming up on three years ago, uh, we saw, of course, you know, there's a lot of interest in the, uh, the IoT space, and uh, a lot of emphasis on that is over in the, uh, the the cloud side of it, the dashboard, the analytics of the data. And uh, we saw a lot of people were kind of missing that the, the sensor is actually quite important there because that is actually the device that is uh, creating the data. And among the sensors that were out there, we saw kind of a void in uh, people paying attention to radars, uh, short-range radar as a sensor. So uh, radars kind of have a number of uh, very interesting aspects to them as a sensor um, in that they act a little bit more like a camera. Uh, They let a system have a field of view, a a, uh, knowledge about what's in front of it and what's out there. And so we're making these more affordable and easy to integrate into systems. So uh, normal radar, how far of a distance does it act or does it see? And how do you compare that to short-range radar? Yeah, normally when, uh, you know, I'll say the uh, original routes of radar, you wanted to detect a plane in the sky. So these are, you know, many, many miles or kilometers away. Uh, And recently, short-range radar has really come on uh, as a hot market. Uh, the question that we constantly get when somebody hears we're doing radar is, oh, you're doing automotive, um, which is something we could do as an application, but we actually don't. Um, automotive is the hot market for uh, radar right now. Uh, you see it in the cars. Whenever you see those car commercials, uh, the car automatically stopping with a person walking in the crosswalk, it is a mm-hmm. 77 gigahertz radar that has detected the person and then given the guidance, you know, stop. Uh, if you see the uh, commercials with the blindside detection, so uh, the uh, your mirror, the little light lighting up because some car is in your blind spot. That is a 24 gigahertz radar, very similar to what we okay. produce. Uh, sure. So uh, that's so that is the hot market, uh, and really more the question in that segment of the market is just how many radars will be on the will be on the car. Uh, you've got you know one looking forward for the very for I'll say the long of the short range, needing to go 100 meters, 150, 200 meters. Uh, you know, so call it a football field or more of distance. Um, and then you've got, you know, your shorter, shorter range radars, that blind sight de- detection that needs to see only, uh, you know, three meters, five meters back, uh, you know, not very far at all. Okay. So your application instead of uh, cars, it's used for drones? Drones is one of the applications uh, that has, well, there's a lot of interest for a solution. Um our solutions see around 10 to 25 meters, maybe a little bit farther, uh, depending on what we're looking at or looking for. And uh, for drones, that's a rather interesting number. Uh, it can help them provide the collision avoidance so that they don't run into things. Uh, 
drones is you know one definite market for us uh robotics in general uh you know in the future you know a year two three out we're going to have more and more robots that are wandering around among us and if they're going to do that they're going to have to be as aware of their environment as you and i are that you know uh, we don't we kind of take this for granted but you know we very quickly judge how fast somebody or something is approaching us. Um, and if it's approaching on a trajectory that we care, uh, you know, somebody just passing in front of you, um, maybe you don't care. So, you, you know, you continue walking, you don't slow down or anything like that. A robot needs to be just as aware as we are and figure that out quickly so it doesn't run into people or things. Um, so uh, robotics, uh, drones are flying robots to us, uh, same kind of situation. Uh, they may just move a little bit faster and they're definitely going to be up above our heads. Uh, there's a lot of other applications in uh, traffic monitoring. Uh, so radars have been used, of course, uh, for catching the speed of cars. Uh, but you can take that another step further and uh, use it for watching the, tra the traffic of the cars. You know, how many cars are going by at a particular time? How many in this lane or that lane? What are the speeds uh, of the, those cars individually? So you can uh, get some good information there uh, for just general traffic monitoring uh, or police want to kind of maybe know uh, when do those speeders show up? You know, we'll, we'll get out there at that time. Um, Often the, the future kind of variation on that that we see is uh, people traffic uh, monitoring. Uh, how many people are walking up and down this sidewalk or over on that bike path? Uh, how many bikes are there versus people versus joggers? Uh, so there's a lot of potential to be doing people uh, traffic monitoring. How um, how well defined is the vision from radar? Is it? I mean, you know, when you see it in the movies, it's sloppy. It's like you know, blobs or blips. Um, current radar today can it really see the edges of an object like how good is it um a good question it 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 depends uh yeah if, if uh, you could see a radar image um you more likely need somebody who's working on radar to, to explain it to you what what is what you it, it will not look like something that you or i would uh, immediately recognize uh there are efforts by some people to do uh or, or take those radar images and make them look more um like something you would recognize uh, and enhance that resolution. Um, there's some interesting trends coming up with uh, adding more bandwidth in the signal that um, will allow for refining up that kind of image uh, that you see. And uh, you can get into some fairly low uh, numbers, so resolutions in the, I'll say, sub 10 centimeter range. Uh, some people are, are pushing into the sub centimeter range, um, although those are probably quite a bit more costly. Um, so you, you can start to, you know, if you can imagine that uh, objects uh, um, with resolutions or, you know, edge detection uh, down into the, the low centimeter range, you start to get a, a, a decent looking image uh, of what that uh, item is. Um, but imaging of uh, using a radar to image is, uh, you, you can do it, but maybe, you know, that's not using it to the best of its abilities or or maybe at the proper uh, uh price point or the economics of it um radar is is very good you know that that resolution of an image might not sound good at a few centimeters but uh if you needed to know the you know the speed of an object um or the distance to it uh those you can dial in very very accurately you know uh, 0.1% accurate type of numbers oh, wow. uh so if if you don't need to let's say 
see an image, but you want to know the data about the, that object that is moving out there. Uh, radar can be very, very accurate in that sense. Well, how fast can it measure objects? I mean, for cars and driving, I guess it would want to see things anywhere from, you know, a mile or two an hour up to maybe 100 miles an hour. But yeah. uh, for drones, I don't know if it's the same range. You know, what's what's the sweet spot of radar to determine speed? Yeah, it it, it all gets um, kind of tied into how you design that radar. Uh, that's one of the things we've tried to do with ours is make it very uh, flexible with a very simple API to give it a programmability. So depending on what you want to do, uh, if you are doing people traffic, um, you can configure it to be very have a very high resolution for you know people speeds. You know we all, we all walk maybe around a meter per second. Uh, if you um, need to push it up higher, uh, you know cars uh, on a freeway, you know maybe you're going to need to top off at around 100 miles an hour. Drones, there's talk of drones going over 100 miles an hour, or a plane that it may see out there uh, definitely will be north of 100 miles an hour. So uh, you can take, you know, our type of uh, product and you can configure it to, to, you know, for that particular application and what the range is. There's some trade-offs in the resolution that you'll get. Um, but, uh, you know, if you're looking for something in 100 to 200 miles an hour and you're one or two miles per hour accurate, you know, that's pretty dang good. Uh, you're probably ha fine with that. Um, as you get down, you know, maybe down to people, you you want to be a much finer on that, and it just happens that the resolution will increase, you know, as you're looking in a shorter range. Mm, okay. So, what are, in your mind, what's the ideal application for the radar, and you know, what do you want it to do? Uh, that's been one of the challenges for us. Is actually uh, there are so many usages for the radar. Uh, the um, you know. Drones is a very, very interesting one. And, uh, you know, if we had talked a year ago or so, um, I would have probably just talked drone, drone, drone. Um, yeah. Drones are, it, it's as a fit for an application, it, it's actually perfect, uh, you know, from the power budget that's required. You know, we don't, we don't hit the time of flight budget of the, of the drone, uh, but we give it a lot of, uh, you know, very far vision. Uh, the difficulty with drones right now as a market is, uh, I would say technically they're not really flying. You know, the FAA doesn't have all the rules in place. There are no Amazon delivery drones flying all over our heads. That'll probably change in a couple of years. Um, but those rules and everything have to go get it get in place. Uh, and I'll say the radars maybe are not at a uh, price point yet that you would uh, put them into all the consumer drones. Uh, that will probably come over time, but uh, uh, just not yet. Um, the, the robotics is... You know, it's an up-and-coming area, um, but there, there's still a lot of the things that are going to need to be worked out on the robotics and, you know, what exactly are the best applications there. Uh, but, it, you know, we're kind of sitting in a nice position to provide that, uh, I'll say, vision that uh, those type of uh, applications need. Uh, the traffic monitoring is, is a, a very uh, good one uh, for radar right now. Uh, and, uh, you know, you doing cars and such, very straightforward, nice big shiny metal objects. Uh, it feeds into the kind of the IoT trends of just knowing your traffic patterns a whole lot better. You could optimize traffic flows. Everybody hates traffic, uh, car traffic. So if we can optimize how the, the signalings are going based on more information about where the cars are and when they're, you know, uh, speeds and such, uh, you can maybe get some better efficiencies out of the, uh, out of our street systems. Um, 
people traffic and, and the, the uh, people monitoring in that sense, um, uh, that's a very interesting application. It's kind of a, not many products are out there that do that right now. And, uh, you know, a lot of people might say, hey, you can go use a camera to go do that. But then you're potentially trying to get into people's privacy. Uh, that's the nice thing about radar is we see you, we know you're there, but we have no clue what color your hair is. We don't know who exactly you are because we're not taking an image that we see. We just know you're there and you move maybe from here to there and what speed and, and such. Uh, so um, radar is a very nice fit for that. Uh, there's a variation on that that a number of people have been asking about or, and, and starting to work on is uh, what we say in-room presence detect. Uh, it, we all are kind of familiar with those kind of stupid uh, PIR sensors where you may be sitting in the conference room just typing away and it turns off on you and you wave your hands to turn it back on again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the bathroom. Yeah, every, you go, everybody oh, knows that one. Uh, radar easily can build a, a much smarter version of that, uh, knowing that uh, uh, you know what? Two people came in the room, one person left, and one is still in the room. You know, so don't turn off. Uh, you can maybe get uh, improvements in the in the office environment for HVAC systems uh, uh, when they should be turning on and off, just off and all of that that type of knowledge of knowing when and where people are at certain times. Okay. Um, you know, with the traffic example, I mean, you're right. You're right. The only time I've seen intersections monitored is when the the city and the state wants to take money from people with red light cameras. But yeah. um, what things do you envision if it was done right, you know, with radar and intersections, for instance, or with traffic? What what kind of efficiencies could we get? What kind of – could we do accident prevention? I mean, what could we do with smart roadways like that? Yeah, I mean, the, the smart uh, roadways or smart cities is really kind of the, the umbrella term people are, are doing. Um, and there are a number of cities trying to – are putting out efforts to do this. Uh, Kansas City has one just recently. I believe San Diego just did one. And there's a sprinkling of them all over the place. Um, you know, if they have better information about where the cars are, where uh, the speeds and such, they could – make those traffic signals uh, adjust the times accordingly. You know, we all kind of know the case of uh, you come up on a red light and and there's nobody else going in the other direction and you're just like, why do I have the red light? Um, you could you could get rid of those. Uh, mm. You know, you could potentially, you know, this really gets into a, a good, nice, interesting networking problem of uh, uh, a particular intersection knowing that, you know, the prior light or, or if I go a half mile down, you know that the traffic is down there therefore i can stay red and you know let the other people go and and uh okay let's not you know sync everything up so um there's there's definitely some more efficiencies you can probably get out of the, the street networks and the, and the traffic lights uh with you know kind of the help of the radar data as to where the, the traffic is at particular times and how it's flowing well let's um let's let's say you had an intersection and you know you had radar mounted on the lights and the light turns yellow and it looks at oncoming traffic and it judges, ooh, the speed of this car is going to put them either running the intersection at, at once it's red or they're going to have to, like, slam in the brakes. Is there anything that you could do in such a scenario like that if we got that data? Yeah, you, you could uh, very well be calculating that out. You know you know the speeds that they're coming at. You know the range as, as far as how far away. You could very quickly do the calculation of, um, if you know, if, if I'm the light and I'm if I stay in my traditional, whatever it is, uh, two-second yellow, um, you know what? They're going to be hit, they're going to be in the middle of the intersection with a red, and and I'll be have changed over to green for that. Let's let's extend that yellow, you know, for uh, uh, 
extra second or two and I'll know they're going to get through. Or even the better, you you have that kind of confirmation that they did make it through the intersection. Um, a variation on that is also just uh, people walking um, uh, the crosswalks. Um, many times you'll see crosswalks, you know, they've got a fixed timer and maybe they're good ones and they have the timer going down. Uh, you could tell that, uh, you know, maybe it's elderly person walking very slow and and uh, the 20 seconds allotted, they're not all the way across. Well, let's extend the time. Um, or, you know what, 30 seconds were allotted and the two people, I don't know, they, they ran across or walked very fast and you know what, you don't need the extra 10 seconds. Well, then let's go ahead and give it give it over to the traffic. Um, so you can, you can kind of just extra information of where people are at particular times and what's going on. Uh, you can help build in those smarts. Yeah, you could have something that alerts the traffic going the other way and say, alert, red light runner approaching or something like that, or flash something, or yeah. just let the intersection know, you know, what's about to happen to walkers, to drivers, to everything. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And then for uh, room detection, you'd want to detect, again, of just more accurately so someone's not sitting in a room and the lights go off. Any other uh, benefits there? You know, yeah, there's a, there's a, you know, there's a smart city and then there's a smart home, smart office. Uh, um, again, just knowing where people are, uh, energy efficiency out of that. Uh, you could just imagine walking through your house and maybe never, ever turning light switches on uh, just because it knows where you are. So it turns on the light ahead of you. Uh, um, you know, you can this is where some AI can kind of come in there as well and like, you know what? Hey, that that 8 to 10 p.m. Uh, time slot. I know you always come down the hallway. Here you are in the hallway, and you always go to the door on the right. <laughs> you know, let me turn the lights on over there, and you know, let me turn the stuff off behind you. Um, so there's there's definitely some energy efficiencies that can come into that. Uh, um, a variation on that has uh, also been just for elderly care. Uh, you know, it, it, question we get is, can you determine if somebody has fallen? Uh, What's nice with radar and kind of the additional smarts it brings as a sensor is knowing that not only that you know the person's there, but a little a little about what they're doing. You know, being able to tell the difference between they're walking, uh, they're standing, they're sitting, um, or in the elderly case, uh, the question we've got if they've fallen. You know, um, uh, yes, we actually do time slice fast enough that we could detect and tell the difference from a stand and a sit to a fall. Uh, and then just you know possibly watch that extra second or two to see are they moving any further are they are did they get up no okay let's hit let's hit the alert that somebody should come in and check in check in on this person mm. okay makes sense interesting so where are you at with developments you know you want to go into these industries that aren't currently being served properly uh, how far yeah, we path are you yeah we so we've got our uh, first and second generation uh, uh, sensors out there um, they're more towards the, the short side of the short range sensor. So what we say is a kind of typical detection range or uh, 10 meters for a person, 25 meters for uh, a car. Uh, we are kind of consistently adding enhancements in uh, um, the firmware and the capabilities of the sensor. Uh, our sensors, if you see them, um, it, it is effectively is the RF front end that uh, does the pulsing and the receiving of the signal back. And then the conversion of the signal down uh, into a processor that we do all the signal processing, and uh, then it gives that basic information out. You know, what's the speed of the object that you see? What's the distance to it? Uh, and then 
what we've started to do is some work in the, I'll say the kind of the application layer. So we'll, we'll make use of that information to try to discern better uh, what is going on in front of us. Uh, car counting is a, a perfect example. Um, you know, that we get a lot of data, a car goes by, we get a lot of data as far as the speed of it, uh, how far away it is. Uh, but um, how to discern that was one car versus two cars uh, or three cars. Uh, so we're adding more application layer code to be able to do that and uh, give a, a more simple, uh, you know, information out to the end user. Or this is the information you would just kind of push off to the cloud. You know, here's the statistics of the cars that have just gone by. Um, so it, it, it's definitely what I would say is ed, we're doing edge computing. We are, it, it's the sensor, the radar sensor, but uh, now we're adding more smarts there. And then it can just pass off that basic information off to the cloud. And then you can store it up for the whatever statistics and uh, processing you want to do over there. Yeah, what do you think is going to happen uh, to our roads and to cars You know, as they arm themselves with all these sensors? What do you think it's going to look like? On the roadways, and what kind of uh, you know maybe unexpected things do you think may happen? I mean, I, I, our goal uh, is really that they become safer. There, there, there's a our tagline that we use is sensing a safer world, and uh, you know the uh, number of accidents uh, that are in just the U.S. alone, uh, the number of deaths and such. Uh, there's a lot we can do to help uh, make things safer, and just having more information about what's going on there. Uh, adjusting them, you know, how, how things are controlled, we think we definitely can go uh, save some lives out there. So uh, that's our end goal is to get these out, you know, much more populated out, get the information uh, out there so that uh, we can help lower some of these uh, traffic uh, accident numbers. Okay. Well, very good. So what's ahead on your roadmap for the next uh, six months to a year? What's new coming? Um, yeah, I mean, we'll, you'll see us kind of continuing our existing customers kind of see this. We we uh, are almost every month adding new features into the sensor, uh, and it's uh, a lot of it is really a software update. Um, and so uh, we just roll out new functionalities uh, to enable the customers to do more and more with the system. Um, you will see over time uh, capabilities to detect farther ranges uh, than uh, what we're currently doing, um, and enhance the resolution of, of what we are able to see, uh, be a little bit more tighter and clearer on, uh, um, uh, you know, resolving the number of objects out there and, and where they are in kind of that field of view. Okay. Well, very good. And what's the best way for people to get in touch with Omnipresence? Uh, check out our website. Uh, we've got a chat on there uh, or uh, you know, just contact email and uh, we're really good about jumping back on and getting the uh, you know answers to any questions of uh, for an application or, or what have you. Okay. Well, very good, well, Rob. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. All right. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence. 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.